Hi, everyone. Before we get started today and share with you this episode, we wanted to let you know that it is one, one episode in a series on why different people need counseling. So we'll be talking about why counselors need counseling. We'll talk about pastors, ministry leaders. We'll talk about men and women and children. And we'll have guests on each episode that will help us to think through those specific populations, why they might really benefit from the counseling process. So we hope you listen to all of the episodes in the series, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. This is Counsel for Life a podcast engaging conversations about mental health and the Christian life with licensed biblical counselors, Beth Broom and Eliza Huey. Welcome back to Counsel for Life. I'm Eliza. And I'm Beth. And we are in the middle of a series and we hope that you're enjoying it. And we are bringing conversations about why and how counseling can be helpful to specific people groups. And today I am thrilled to have with me a new friend for Beth and I. This is somebody who we basically are meeting today, but I've followed her for a while. Her name is Brittany Moses. And if that is a new name for you, I hope today you will actually be um, getting obviously more familiar with her, but that you will become friends with her on the various places she is speaking in social media and online and so forth. So Brittany, welcome. Hi, ladies. Thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, we are super excited to have you share, but let me just tell our audience a little bit more about you. And then maybe I'll just let you kind of tell um, some other things about you that I don't cover. So uh, Brittany is a faith and mental, she she has a podcast. So she's her podcast is um, Faith and Mental Wellness. And I actually have really enjoyed so many of the conversations there. So if you're not fami- familiar with that, go check that out. But she uh, received her degree at UCLA in clinical psychology, and she she is a mental health advocate. And so she advocates, she advocates for what we talk about all the time, mental health, wellness, counseling, care. And uh, she is also a sister in Christ. So we are so grateful for that connection as well. She has various certificates in crisis counseling uh, through different places like Mental Health First Aid and NAMI and so forth. And she can talk more about just how she navigates this world. But um, she also is a published author, just brand new published author. Yes, she's excited about that. Um, with a book called Worthy and it's 50 Mindfulness Meditations. It's a devotional type book, but I love that it has like these little check-ins as well. It's not out yet. It's coming out very soon. By the time we air this podcast, it will probably be available for pre-order. So Brittany, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and any of the things that I just shared? Yeah, that was fantastic. Thank you so much. I just wish I could take you everywhere and just give that quick <laughs> feel. That would save a lot of time for me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, everything that you mentioned, you know, I really have a heart for me- the mental health conversation and just being able to relay that in a way that is accessible and that is relatable. I very much come from the academic world, as you mentioned, being able to study psychology at UCLA and do some clinical research um, at UCLA's some Institute for Neuroscience and Human Behavior. That's always a wordy one. <laughs> um, and so that's that's really where my heart is, but it, it really came from being 
involved in my community and specifically my local church where mm. I had been serving in ministry, especially with youth and young adults and was running into mental crises constantly. You know, I think anyone who's been in youth ministry mm -hmm. probably has got the gamut of it and just wanting to learn more about you know, what we were missing, what we weren't understanding, having practical resources for those in our community. And also, you know, with my own mental struggles, just wanting to learn more about what was going on. So that led me back to school and, you know, has kind of brought me to a place which at one point I never would have imagined, which is talking about it and being able to support others and uh, provide education and awareness around different mental health challenges. That's so good. And really, that's why I follow you on Instagram and other social media platforms is because as a counselor, you speak into these things so well and you speak into them in a sense where we really focus on, um, as believers, what it means for us as Christians to navigate this world. So I really appreciate that. So yeah, in light of that, um, I just want to kind of ask you to share a little bit as we think about this series, today's episode is why counselors can need counseling or why would they would benefit from counseling. And I think, you know, Beth and I are both licensed counselors and we're both biblical counselors. And so uh, we often are speaking into um, counseling issues, but oftentimes we're speaking to counselors. And so we wanted this episode to really be helpful to those who are in, whether it's lay counseling, just like you mentioned, how you end up, if you're in ministry, you're doing counseling. Absolutely. Yeah. And so whether it's formal counseling or informal counseling, why do you think that's it, it's important for the caregiver to yeah. be receiving counseling? Gosh, there's so many reasons. And I love that you guys are opening up this conversation. You know, for one, one of my favorite quotes that comes to mind is by Brene Brown. And she says, you know, it's as if we've divided the world into those who help and those who need help. Mm -hmm. But the truth is that we're both. Wow. Yeah. You know, so um, the truth is that we're both at any given time, we can be both the helpers and just, mm -hmm. you know, with the right combination of circumstances, we can find our ourselves in a situation where we need to be able to receive the help. Mm -hmm. I think for those of us who go into these like people helping professions, you know, maybe we've always been that friend or that person that our friends turn to, or maybe we've just always been that type of supportive person. And maybe we've categorized ourselves as the helper. Like I'm the person that helps, mm -hmm. like I'm the one who's there for others. But what often happens is that the flip side of that is that we don't allow ourselves to be supported in mm -hmm. return. Um, it's kind of this, I almost want to say this illusion of being close enough to people, but still not being fully seen and fully known. Wow. And when we rob ourselves of that experience, it's like, what is the message we're internalizing that we are only as worthy as what we are to others, but we ourselves are not worthy of being helped and being unworthy of being supported whether that's because we're trying to maintain an image um or maintain control over how others perceive us as seeing that we have things in control or you know um or there's you know especially as counselors or therapists it, there is this idea of like oh, this is my peer this is my colleague right my yeah, peer right right you know i'm i'm doing the same thing as them um but still you know, allowing ourselves to be supported is reaffirming that message to ourselves that we too are worthy mm -hmm. of that support because we're still human beings, let alone, you know, just the idea that when we're helping others and in these helping positions, it's, it's a, 
mentally and emotionally draining thing. Like, you know, it it is, even if you love, you know, what you're doing, there is such thing as compassion fatigue. And so just being able to have a safe space ourselves to turn to and to kind of, as we see biblically to carry, to share and carrying our burdens, you know, I believe is God's will for us, but Mm -hmm. also is just good for our mental, emotional, spiritual maturity and health. Yeah. So it's not just that we're worthy of it, but we need it. We actually, yeah, we're designed to need that. So, so good. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you so much for sharing that. That's That's wonderful. And it leads me into another question, wanting you to kind of expand on something. So you mentioned that often counselors, mental health professionals, helpers might not sense that they are worthy to be on the receiving end. What are some other things, maybe some other ideas of why might counselors choose not to go to counseling? What are some kind of pitfalls that maybe as you've walked with people and and learned, I don't know, let's just kick that idea around a little bit. Yeah, no, it's really interesting because it's almost like our own intellect can get in the way, our own intellectualization of things Mm -hmm. in the sense of like, well, I went to school, I studied the same things, so I know what a counselor would say to me in this situation because I would say these things, right? Like that can kind of be a block where it's like, well, they, you might feel like, well, they maybe know as much as I know. And so what are they going to tell me that's different than what I know? So kind of that, that, what is yeah. that saying? Like physician heal thyself or whatever. It's like, we yeah. should be able to do it. Yeah. Makes sense. Right. But I think the truth is that what we've all, what many of us have experienced is that uh, one, it's still important to be in a space where you can let down your guard, where you can be in a non-judgmental space, where you can fully show up as yourself and be supported. Um, That's really important to have, period. Um, So there's that, right? Just what are they going to tell me that's different? Well, it's like, well, you don't know. You really don't know how helpful it's going to be or a different perspective that they might have or even an outside and unbiased helpful perspective that you may not have inside the situation right so you never know so you might as well uh might as well try you know know, and the experience Mm -hmm. yeah i mean when you're saying that like i think sometimes that i mean i could see that being a barrier even as i'm thinking about getting care like i'm just being honest i've had that thought i've had that thought of like what are they going to tell me that I haven't learned myself, you know, and not in a prideful way, but in almost yeah. a like, like, can this really be, I mean, do I, don't I just need to apply what I know kind of a thing? Yeah. But here's what I would say. Like, that just made me think as you were saying that I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. I, I might, I might know similar things, but the thing about counseling is that you never know what's going to happen. And you're alluding to this, like you never know what's going to happen in the counseling room. And it may not even be about what that counselor knows, yeah. but what I end up saying in the counseling room and start processing that I wouldn't have the opportunity to do if I didn't sit with somebody who knows to ask the same questions I ask other people. Well, and we we also, I think we tend to get this tunnel vision of, okay, how bad is the problem? And like, do I need to address this problem when really, I mean, I know for me, I sometimes go to counseling just looking for some encouragement. Like, <laughs> I don't need you to like teach me something. I'm like, please just validate <laughs> that this is hard. Yeah, Beth, I love that you said that because that was the other thing that came to mind is that, you know, for me and going to having therapy and counseling over the past few years, it wasn't always that I was in crisis, right? We do equate counseling and therapy with, oh, you have to be going through something extremely hard or be in crisis. But 
a counselor can also serve as someone who just helps even kind of push you along through fears, through challenges, um, onto goals. So it doesn't just have to be, oh, I'm in mental crisis, but maybe you just have these mental blocks or these doubts or these fears that are holding you back. And it's nice to have someone in your corner to help push you along, but also, as people helpers, we can be on autopilot because we're doing so much and we're dealing and caring with so much. And so even just having a space where you can pause, where you can reflect on how you're intentionally showing up for your life, even if it just provides that space for you to to have those shifts in your life, it's worth it. That's wonderful. Yeah. Anything else that kind of speaks to counselors reticence or like I'm a little bit of an avoidance maybe to go to counseling. Any other thoughts? I mean, I I do have some thoughts around another reason why it's really good to go. Okay. Um and I didn't know if there was like if we were shifting from something Yeah, go, no, it. go for it. But one of the I think what something that's really helpful especially being a mental health professional is that when you get to sit in on the other side of the therapist chair or the counselor's chair and you're experiencing receiving that support you also get to experience what it is like for your clients and what kind of atmosphere um, it feels like for the clients and you can learn more about like what's helpful or what's unhelpful for for you in that experience and that's something that can be applied to your profession so i think that's a really big advantage too of therapists going to therapists or counselors going to counselors vice versa is that by being on the other side on on the other side of the chair and um, being able to receive that support and have that experience you are putting yourself in your client's shoes Mm -hmm. and learning um, about how to just improve your practice based off of what your clients would be experiencing. So I think that's a really big reason to be a part of it as well. Mm, That's really great. And we haven't used this word, but what I think you're alluding to that we need would be humility. Like it requires some humility, I think, Mm -hmm. as counselors for us to be willing to step into that other side. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I I would say too, like you, you talking about that is, um, it's really key because I think that's, <clears throat> excuse me, where we see the Lord just using every circumstance, even the circumstances where I am seeking help and care. Don't don't only think that that is just for you. Like God's going right. to use that. And so that's kind of what I hear you saying is like, yeah, even though in that circumstance, you're, you might even be feeling or be tempted to feel like maybe I'm not a great caregiver because I need counsel, but actually you're going to be a better caregiver because you not only needed it, but you went through the process of receiving it as well. Exactly. I know for me, like going through the process of trying to find a counselor therapist and trying to search and going, you know, figuring out insurance and then going through intake and all of that, like that was really helpful for me to identify with even the frustrations and challenges and um, obstacles of getting help that I can relate to with those who are seeking help, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it just creates more relatability. It, I think, makes us more aware of what the process is like for them. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's huge because that that helps ground things in empathy and humility Mm -hmm. and understanding. Um, So I I think it's important to experience what um, those we're working with are experiencing. 
Yeah. And I would say another, you know, as we're talking about this, just one last kind of thought on the barriers too, is I know for me, I've heard from other counselors uh, and, you know, the truth is like, we're all talking about this. Like all three of us have been in the counseling chair as the counselee, as the client. So, yeah. But I think one of the barriers can sometimes be like, who do I talk to? Like, how do I find help? And, you know, and I'm just going to kind of throw this out there to either you or Beth, like, what have you guys done to, you know, both of you are, well, all of us are in spheres where a lot of people know us and um, not just know us. Like we've talked before about when you're on social media, like people know you who you don't even know. And then it can be like, oh goodness, they know me too. And not that, you know, we're not like some we're not winning the popularity contest here, but you get the feeling, you get the idea of like, I think sometimes the barrier can be like, everybody knows me. How do I find somebody who I can talk to who isn't going to be biased or, or come at it from an angle that, you know, they're in my life. I think that can sometimes be a barrier. So I don't know. Um, yeah. What do you, oh what my do you gosh, funny story. I, <laughs> during the, during the pandemic, I was looking for online counseling and I totally came across on my like directory, some of my, like one of my followers <laughs> online. Oh. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's like, you know, <laughs> but I'm like, go girl. Yes. Get your <laughs> practice in. But it was just so funny because it was totally like, oh. wow, I totally uh, c- connected with one of my followers as I'm looking that's for an online therapist. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, for me, I did think about that, but also that was exactly the reason why I, I felt like I needed a counselor because I was so visible mm-hmm. and I needed someone who saw me fully outside of like the online space or the public space. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was just incredible and she knows about the work that I do mm-hmm. and she's gotten to check out some of the work that I do. And I've been able to talk to her about projects that I futurely want to work on. So for me, I've just been able to integrate that with my therapist. Um, and she's not a big like online person, um, yeah. which is kind of great and refreshing actually. Um, cut, but, um, but I think it just depends on who you match with, you know, yeah. who you get a feel of. that's just kind of what it comes down to. I felt safe with her. And I think as long as you're a safe space, yeah. Well, and I think that's that's good advice too, because I think sometimes we can think it has to be somebody who doesn't know me, but you know what? Actually, maybe God is putting somebody in your life who, like we talked about right at the very beginning, like some of the people who listen to this are informal counseling as caregivers and informal counseling. And don't always think that it has to be, you know, this this private professional relationship or whatever that, you know, is, are there people who are pouring into your life? Because as counselors, you need that. And I mean, that's really kind of what I'm hearing from, Mm -hmm. from you today. So this has been so helpful. And I hope that those who are listening and especially those who are in caring roles, specifically counseling roles, even in whatever that looks like, you know, even if you're just mentoring people in your church, um, that's counseling. And so our encouragement is, are you in a place where maybe you need people pouring into your life? My guess is the answer is yes. Don't, I love, I think it was either Beth or you who said, don't wait for the crisis to happen. Um, And so I think this is important and it's also important, you know, I'm glad we all kind of shared like, Hey, raise our hands. We've all been there, right? We've all been in the counseling chair. And so um, yeah, that use that as an encouragement, but I love what Beth said. Like it takes humility, takes humility to say, I need help, but that's exactly what we're called to. We're called to walk in that humility like Christ and um, clothe ourselves with it. So, Mm -hmm. and, and, 
Yeah, I think too, just even like we, we recognize our weaknesses. We know that we are human people that have needs. We're allowed that. That's a yeah. good thing. And sometimes we struggle or I'll just speak for myself. Yeah. Sometimes I struggle with this idea of I'm allowed, I get to be human. I get to have needs and I should seek to have those needs met in whatever yeah. way that possible. Especially I think for like just very high functioning individuals, like I would consider myself high functioning. It was really great for my therapist to pause with me sometimes and be like, what is the motive behind this? You know, like what is the motive behind why you're doing a million things or why, you know, and it's like, do you like, she didn't say these things, but you know, for my reflection, it's like, do I feel like I have something to prove or am I doing it just because this is the path that other people take, you know, um, especially when I was contemplating going into a PhD program or not, I felt mm -hmm. like I needed to go right in because they were really training us for that. Mm -hmm. And then my therapist was like, okay, you're about to have a wedding. Mm -hmm. um, your son transitioning to middle school. You're about to move. Mm -hmm. Is this really a great time to do that? And like, what is the reason? What is the rush? You know? And it was like, oh, you're, you're right. I don't know what, you know, and I ended up taking a gap year, which is the best thing that I did, awesome. you know, but it, yeah, I would say, especially for if we're high functioning, you know, yeah. people, you know, we're moving, it, it'll be, it's great to have someone to help check in with our motives sometimes of Ooh, how we're so moving. Good. Yeah. So good. That's very convicting to me. So thank <laughs> you for counseling me on that. <laughs> yes. How we're, why we're doing what we're doing is a question we need to be asking ourselves. And sometimes we need other people to ask it. So, yeah. Well, Brittany, this has been so helpful and we are so thankful to get to know you a little bit better. As I mentioned, if you don't know her, go follow her. We're going to put the links to where you can follow her, um, her website, her new book on in the show notes. So check those out. Go, go as soon as this is over, go check that out and click on those links and connect with Brittany. But before we go, we never let our guests leave without a brief moment of humanity. And you've been so human with us today. So in some ways I feel like, gosh, you've already <laughs> shared so much just personal about your life. And um, I so appreciate that. But like, we just like to let people know like, Hey, we're just normal people trying to get through life together and honor the Lord with our lives. So is there any Anything else you can share with our listeners that just let, let them know you a little bit more? Um, yeah, I just want to say that even though I'm someone who's, I don't know, been considered a helper or, you know, on the side of the people helping profession, mm -hmm. uh, there, I've, I still see a therapist. Um, actually, when things are going really well, that's when I lean into my therapist even more because mm -hmm. there's more visibility around what I'm doing and um, being able to check in with her and making sure I'm moving with me moving through life and my choices with integrity, um, in alignment with my convictions, um, and overcoming, I'm still overcoming fears and hurdles and obstacles. And having that has been really, really helpful for me. So I'm all about everything that we're talking about here. Um, and yeah, if you can find that safe space and that safe person to be able to fully show up as yourself and in that reaffirm with you that you, as you are apart from what you do and what you are to others are worthy of that support and being seen. Um, I think that's a game changer for yes. sure. And how you move through life and even how you move through your profession. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. And I think that's an important note to kind of take away is that 
we've already said, don't wait for a crisis, but actually lean into it more when things are good. So, so helpful. Thank you so much, Brittany, for joining us. And thank you listeners for being so faithful. And we encourage you, if you are a helper or a counselor, or you know somebody that is, share this episode with them because chances are they probably really need it. And join us next time for another episode of Counsel for Life. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Counsel for Life with Beth Broom and Eliza Huey. If you've been enjoying the podcast, please be sure to rate, share, and subscribe. And for more information, visit counselforlifepodcast.com.